Hello and welcome back to the Abbey Online podcast. This week I'm joined by Cluster B Milkshake. I found today's guest online. She's been blogging about her experience with having a Cluster B personality. And Cluster B personalities fall under a specific spectrum. There are different types, but many of them are overlapping. So you have narcissistic personality disorder known as narcissism histrionic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and antisocial personality disorder. In today's episode, we will be discussing narcissistic relationships, reactive abuse, trauma bonds, parenting, nature versus nurture, empathy or lack thereof, and so much more. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy, and please give my podcast a rating if you vibe with it. today cluster b milkshake i love the name because when i saw it i was like does your milkshake bring all the boys to the yard that was my instant (laughs) well actually i didn't even think about it that way because um i was just thinking how uh we're on a spectrum you know um people with um narcissism borderline personality disorder hysteronic and uh, antisocial personality disorder. So all of us, even though um, most people who are diagnosed, they still have other, um, you know, traits of others. And because I have several in every category, um, I just said, I'll just be a milkshake then. And uh, so that's why I chose that name. It, you know, and I'm goofy, so I thought that it would be funny. And then I just kept it. And and when I first did a video, um, people are like, oh, you should change it. And I'm like, no, no. I like the, the mask in the background as well. I did see that <laughs> in your videos. And it reminded me, I, I, there's a book cover written by another female narcissist with something like that on the cover, that oh. instant. I think you know what book I'm talking about. Yes, I have seen that years ago when I would go to Barnes and Noble, um, and I did see um, that book. Yes, this um, I painted. It was just a plain white mask that I got at the Halloween store, and I painted it to look like um, one of my other friend's paintings that he did of Michael Myers because Michael Myers. I call him my boyfriend because he's a super stalker and I'm always, um, you know, said that it's not love to me unless, you know, my person wants to kill me. So, yes. So I painted him and I actually wore him for Halloween um, one year. And then I just hung him up when I moved in my apartment, when I divorced my husband, I just hung him up on the, you know, thing. And when I was doing my first video, he was right there. And I'm like, oh, he looks creepy cool. And, you know, with the whole narcissism wearing a mask thing, I thought that it would be even more awesome. So, yeah. It's really so rare. It's so rare for me to come across a female, like, narcissist or someone with cluster B that speaks about it so honestly. And I was so 
fixated on your videos, binge watching them, very easy to listen to, but you were like, you were really like, <laughs> you were so open and it's something, I, the word I'm looking for, I wanna say is vulnerable, which you probably would not, I don't know if you see it that way, but not of the men sometimes, like HG Tudor, nobody knows who he is. Um, I know there are a few people that claim it, but some of, it's mostly men, but some of them hide their identity. I came across mm -hmm. another woman with antisocial personality disorder um, on Reddit, found her YouTube channel. I don't feel like she wants to talk to me, but I come across these types of personalities in my family, in my own life, in my personal relationships. So I'd say from the age of about 17, 18, I'm now 26, I have been researching into psychology, into, into cluster B personalities, because I've always wanted to find out more. Do you think it's nature or nurture or a mixture of both? What was the age that you realized I'm a bit different to other people or, you know, my friends, my peers, those around me? Do you think it's how you were the environment or do you think it's it's genes or a mix of both? I think it's both because um, for me, um, my the history of my parents have they have grown up in um, abusive households now when I say abusive for my mother my mother was you know, her mother my grandmother she was very um, mean and yelly and screaming at the kids all the time and my mother was the middle child and she was the scapegoat and I believe that um and my grandfather was more narcissistic. So I, I think my grandma was more borderline. And then my mother had super borderline traits big time. Now my father, he was the golden child. He was, um, both of his parents in the divorce wanted him. And I have two aunts, but they didn't give a shit about the aunts. They just wanted my father. So my father was like this, I can do no wrong person. But he ended up being a... Uh, a sex addict, an alcoholic, a drug addict, and um, physically abusive. My father. Um, my father never touched me except for like a spanking when I was little, I remember, but he never touched me, you know, after that really. And, uh, but he was, um, he abandoned us, my sister and myself and mother. And um, so my mother was basically raising us alone and we would just visit him, you know, every other weekend, but he would stay in his room and he wouldn't, you know, hang out with us and stuff. So we have the abandonment from the father and then the, the love, hate and physical abuse and verbal abuse from the mother. So, and then hearing all the stories, you know, of um, the history of, at least on my mother's side, it was very abusive through generations. And my, my mother, my, my, um, on my mother's side, my grandmother, she is um, a quarter percent uh, Jamaican. And she has um, a very um, African-American features to my grandmother. I know you wouldn't think, right? But she does. And uh, 
she grew up in a time, you know, where people are being shitty to, you know, the African-American community. And um, so she couldn't go swimming in swimming pools. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't let her fucking in where, you know, black people could not go. She could not go, you know? Yeah. And um, so she grew up like that. And then when she had children, my mother was ashamed of her mother. My mother was ashamed of her own mother and, and didn't want to bring friends around and shit. It's all fucked up. And, um, but, but I did not grow up, um, with, with that mindset. I did. I thought my grandma was cool. My grandma treated me good. You know, she was awesome. And, um, so did uh, your mother have a good relationship with her mother no. you know, in life at all? Nothing. No, no, my, my mother, uh, we lived right next door to them. And um, she, she loved, you know, my grandfather and she did anything that my grandfather wanted, you know, but she did not have a good relationship with um, her mother and uh, no. And then, and then when my grandmother got old and my mom had to take care of her, you know, every once in a while, she didn't even want to take care of her. She was like, Meh. But um, I don't have a good relationship with my mother either. I ghosted her for four years. So, and she just, after the divorce, she found out where I worked and she came and stalked me at work. And what am I gonna do? You know, she comes to me at work. I'm gonna have to, hi, you know. I so now she's back in my life. I was gonna ask you about uh, ghosting a little later on, but since she brought it up, is it something that you can do easily and what normally triggers it for you? Is it, would you call it a disengagement where you completely cut this person off, this person is dead to you? Or yes. is it, I'm ghosting you and I might come back later. I'm just gonna put you on yes. the show. <laughs> it depends on, um, it depends on the person and the situation. If I am um, upset with you, um, I can leave, you know, for a few months or whatever. And if I find that I have a use for you again, if I need you for something, I will show back up in your life. Um, but other times if there's like disrespect, um, disrespect is huge for me. So if you do something disrespectful to me, um, you're dead to me. And the only time that I ever went back to somebody who I ghosted for several months, well, I went back to um, somebody that I ghosted for five years, but I was bored. And so I just put my feelers out and they let me come back. But- um, <laughs> The way you was, say it's so cold and so true. I'm like, ah, I'm processing everything. I'm sorry. It's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not. I don't want to lie, you know. I don't want I'm, you and, and to. I, and I don't want and you that's to. another thing is when I've experienced going... this and hearing you say, just say it like that, and I've experienced it, it is like a light bulb going off in my head. Does that make well, sense? Yeah. Well, when you watch me and the way I talk and how, you know, I have no feeling about it, that, you know, that's shocking to you too, you know. 
because it's like, it's not a big deal to me. You know, it's like I, my recent ex um, did something to anger me. He got mad at me. So, and did something messed up to me. And so for me to get revenge, I went and just looked up, you know, some dude. And I'm just like, you know, hey, hi. And he was all for it. He was all happy that I was back in his life, you know, and it was not a big deal. It was a revenge thing. That's it. And I just used him. I pulled him off the shelf. I just pulled him off the shelf. He was dusty and shit. And I just blew the dust off and opened up the jar, you know, and let his little butterfly soul come out so I can play with him for a little bit. And I did for a few months and then I got bored and I put him back on the shelf and ghosted him again. And it was not a big deal. I did not care. I do not care. So yeah. It's easier for you as a woman, because I think with women as well, we don't like, it's horrible to say it. Like, I know these are so out, like outdated stereotypes, but people expect women to be very nurturing, kind, caring, soft. They would never expect a woman to have or possess or to express narcissistic traits it's always quite shocking for people like do you think it's easier for you to manipulate as a woman yes hell yes and you know what sucks is that me being so honest and truthful with everybody people still don't want to believe it you don't know how many people are like saying are you sure are you sure that you have narcissism that you have a person it's like, um, can you go, you know, and I get really, really angry and I want to rip them apart. And I'm just like, will you go look at my YouTube channel and then make your, you know, little diagnosis, you know? And um, I have, I have narcissistic people who I am honest with, you know, with, and, and, and they're, they're even trying to protect me. They're trying to protect me. They'll, they'll say, stuff like um make sure that you get a fake phone number make sure that you're not being taken advantage of make sure make sure make sure and i'm like are you kidding me right now it's like they're talking to um the snake telling the snake to watch out for the bunny rabbits you know it's like what are you doing they're they're so disillusioned you know because um of the pretty little package you know and this is why I tell them, I'm like, this is why you're so easy to abuse. You are easy because you're, 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 you won't, you won't listen. You won't listen to what I'm saying to you. You're, you're letting like this fog, like, like I'm doing the swirly eyes on you or something. And, and another thing that pisses me off is that, um, then I will be blamed for them, um, mind fucking themselves. I'm going to be blamed. And, and this is why I, sometimes I make videos and I'm yelling at you guys for not listening. Listen, listen, listen when I say something and listen to when your people say something to you, you know, because we're telling you the truth. And if you stay, it's your fault. It's your fault because we're telling you who we are. You know, this is so true about telling, telling the person that you're with who you are say probably five men say to me express to me 
that they are antisocial, like they have antisocial personality disorder, diagnosed as a young child. You know, I've seen the therapist reports. Um, they've said to me, like, I am a sociopath, like my therapist has said it. Like so many people have said that they don't have empathy. And it has just, I guess at the time it kind of went over my head. I did hear it, but they they do tell you who they are, who who they are to your face. Yes. Especially early on at the beginning. Yes. And I feel like it sometimes, I don't know whether this is true for you, but I feel like it's to say, will you accept me now? Do you still accept me now? Look, 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 I'm showing, do you still accept me? It's yes, kind yes, of yes. like it's manipulative, yes. I guess it's entertaining yes. for them, but it's also, will you put up with me? Yes. And the thing is, is we tell you early before you even see what you're in for. Yes. It's almost like um, we're warning you, but um, you won't believe it until it actually happens. So it's kind of like a, a safety net because you're not gonna wanna believe it. And, and that will keep you with us longer, you know? And then, and then we're gonna show you, and then, um, then you have to make the decision. But you put so much time into us that it's gonna be harder for you to leave, you know? There, there's so much into it. You, um, you put so much time, you now are attached to us you know that we don't treat you terribly 100% of the time and you crave when we treat you well, you know? And, um, but that's not, you know, manipulative. That's all the, um, all the um, re, uh, uh, defense mechanisms coming out and stuff, you know, throughout the relationship now. It's now um, we're becoming more comfortable that we can, um, show you who we are with all of our defenses. Um, the more uh, shitty we are, um, passive aggressive we are, it, we're comfortable. We're comfortable enough knowing that you're not gonna take off, that you're gonna take all this abuse so we can be more of our true shitty selves. You know what I mean? Well, because I trying to be nice all the time, it's a job. It is a job and we're exhausted. At least I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> but I mean, um, in the beginning of the relationship, um, you know, I crave um, so much positive light. So, you know, from you that that's why, you know, the love bombing comes in when I'm not being malicious. Now I have been malicious because I have craved light so bad that I had to be deceitful in getting my supply. But um, with the people that I really, you know, like and want to be with, I, that feels, that obsession feels like what love is to me. Um, it doesn't last and I wish it lasts and I know it's not gonna last. You don't know that but I know it's gonna end. So I'm just lapping it up like, like a dog's last meal. And I'm just eating it and eating it and eating it and smothering you to death with my, you know, with my love and affection and stuff because I know that I'm going to get 
exhausted doing it eventually, you know? What age did you realize there was, that you were like this, that you had these traits, that you were, you could manipulate people around you? Um, All of it was very unconscious to me um, throughout my whole life until my 30s, my later 30s. Um, I knew, I knew that, you know, I'm different. I knew that there's something wrong. I know I, I do not like, um, because, you know, inside of me, it's like a battle inside of me all the time, all the time, all the time. And my thoughts are messing with me all the time, all the time. And I was very much into self-help since I was like um, 19 years old. And I would just be um, trying to band-aid whatever's wrong with me, you know, Mm. and getting new books and trying new things and trying to work on my relationships and everything and, and, and trying out different religions, just whatever. There's got to be something that will fix what's wrong with me, you know? And uh, so I kept trying and, and um, a lot of different things stuck where um, my mother, she gave me codependency no more. Um, and after I read that, that was a big, you know, eye opener, you know, not trying to, um, you know, love me, love me, you know, because I had, um, you know, those traits. And uh, so after reading that, then I learned to stop doing that. Um, And reading um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, that helped me not be reactive to other people, you know, that, that, um, that was very helpful because then I stopped, um, reacting to my mother when she would do, you know, uh, her crazy, her crazy. And I would just not react, you know, cause sometimes when you're talking to a toxic person, say you're talking to a toxic person, you are trying to tell, um, try to get your feelings validated or something like that and they start blame shifting and they start mind fucking you right and so you start going along with them and defending yourself and stuff well this book taught me to just uh I don't know if it was the book or just the thousands of books I read but I learned to not change the subject they want to change a subject. We want to change a subject. We want to blame shift and mind mess you. So you get off of me and we start focusing on you. And then you start making excuses for something that we're blaming you for. Well, when people start doing that to me, I always would say, and I'd say this to my husband, my mother, anybody, I would say, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. We're talking about you. And then they would keep trying to change the subject. And I'm like, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. And I kept saying that over and over until they gave up and they would always give up or they would answer my question. So that's, that's good. That's good advice. Um, And that will keep, you know, the person from using those tactics on you because you're going to keep keeping them on the same subject, 
you know. How come, uh, how come you started talking to that girl? Well, how about when you were talking to David the other day and blah, blah, blah. We're not talking about me. Why were you talking to that girl? And then they keep talking about something. Why were you talking to that girl? And either way, they'll turn around and walk away and not want to talk about it anymore or whatever. You're just like, fine. But we'll just come back and revisit that shit later. But, uh, yeah. What I made, don't know where we were going with that. But What made you start speaking out about narcissism? I know that there's a guy with dreadlocks. I do follow him and I watch his TikToks. And I did see that you you said he kind of helped encourage you. But did you go through therapy or seek out help? No. All your cluster Bs? Nope, nope. Well, I went um, to, um, see years ago when my mother was, uh, my, my aunt and my sister, they were researching borderline personality disorder on my mother because my mother is so super toxic that she actually has a restraining order against her. And um, so I started reading up on that too. And I started to um, see some traits in there of myself. And uh, then I had my first trauma bond with someone who was um, narcissistic. And I started reading up on narcissistic traits. Then I was not looking at myself. I was looking at him. And so that's, that's one thing that um, a lot of us do too, because we growing up with people in cluster B's, you know, we start um, researching them and we don't look at ourselves. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and um so that's where it started me getting all my knowledge was from um researching other people now i still was not looking at myself i was looking at other people but um it did not my, my sister kept pointing things out and she's the closest person to me and i have been very abusive to her through our childhood that when she would bring this stuff to me, I would be like, um, I'd get mad at her for, for saying that I have these, you know, messed up traits and stuff. But when she would bring it up, you know, it would sit in my head for a little while. And then I would, you know, kind of research these things and see if I do these things. Now, all of these, all of this stuff just sits in the back of my head. You know, I wasn't like coming out saying, yeah, I'm this thing, I'm this thing. But um, my very last relationship with um, my ex-boyfriend, he was mirroring me so hard. And when I mean that, I don't mean in the narcissistic way. I mean in um, he was just like me. And oh. I was seeing all of the narcissistic traits in him. And I do the same shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know? He wasn't saying you're narcissistic. He wasn't saying that shit. I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? I was like watching him and I'm like, I do that. I do that. I do that. I do that. And you are so toxic, you know? And um, that's when I started looking at myself. Then 
he started pointing out shit that I didn't even see that were there. Cause he would do, um, he would punish me for doing it. If I would triangulate him and I did not, I would just do it unconsciously. He would do it to me and say, how do you like it? And I was like, oh my God, that's fucked up. You know, I'm like, because it is something that I was doing. And he was showing me through his actions because he would try to talk to me and talk to me. And I was like, um, I would never see his perspective. I would never validate his feelings. I would never do any of that shit. And so he was like, well, I'm going to do it to you. And I'm going to show you what you're doing. And what's funny is that I think that he was more aware of his toxic behaviors because he would tell me, you know, you're gaslighting me right now. My, my ex-wife used to do that, you know? And I'm like, what? But then um, I started to realize that um, what he considered gaslighting was, you know, I'm changing my story. But the thing is, is that I, I have false memories. I have false memories and this is what my brain is doing. And I did a YouTube video on this gaslighting and, um, you know, the false memory thing. And there's people commenting in there that have done all this research and they're like, yes, yes, this is part of the disorder. I have had you actually have false memories and it looks like gaslighting. Now people can um, gaslight on purpose. I am not, you know, doing a clean slate for nobody, but I'm saying that for me, this is what, you know, was occurring all the time. And I have gas gaslit him on purpose because he pissed me off. So I did, I did, I did, but Um, A lot of these things are unconscious. A lot of these things are. And and what's fucked up is that so many things are unconscious, but we can be malicious and you never know who you're getting. You know, you never know to forgive them for bringing up a false memory or if they're really gaslighting you on purpose. You know, I'm never getting a date. I'm never getting a date again. (laughs) Why? Why is it that people in the cluster B personality tend to be very drawn and attracted to each other? Has that been the majority of your relationships, people from yes. the same group? Or have you dated, I don't, I don't call them empaths. I think, I, I, I can't stand people that say that they're really nice people. I just don't trust it. <laughs> don't. Yeah, um, but the people that are codependent, that are, easy to manipulate the normal the normal everyday person with empathy the um normal person those are my disposable people those are the people that i mess with when i'm bored because i can i can i cannot fall in love with you 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 do not trigger my trauma response you are uh, you i can trigger you I can mess with you. I can trauma bond you to me. Um, It's so simple. It is too easy. You are not a challenge. You are not a challenge. I I have to, um, I have the, the cluster B people, they are more of a challenge. You know, their, their brains are every, 
their thoughts are everywhere. Their brains are all scrambled. And it's like, you know, trying to play with a Rubik's cube, you know, that you're never going to solve, you know, and, and, um, and they, and they mess with your trauma and they give you the abuse that you want. They give you the love bomb that you want. They put you on the pedestal. They knock you off. They, and then you try to, you know, get, get back in their good graces. And then you fuck with them back. And it's just so much chaos and carnival fun and red flags are just flapping everywhere and killer clowns are chasing you. And it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderfully painful. It is painful. And that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm not happy the whole time. I'm sad and I'm fucking crying sometimes. And, um, and then, you know, it's like they beat you up and then give you a kiss to make it better, you know? And then you're like, thank you. Thank you. You know? And the whole thing is because, um, we did not get the love and validation from our parents and we're trying to find that love and validation through them, through that partner. And they're never going to give it to us. They're never. And all we're going to do is just keep trying and trying and trying. And this is what, you know, the victims are doing with their abuser. They're trying to get that validation from that they never got from their parents or from, you know, their caregiver when they were younger. And they're trying to get it from their abuser and their abuser is never going to give it, never. So there needs to be, you know, some responsibility on the victim. This is not victim blaming. This is just, we give you so much love and attention in the beginning because we want to give it to you. We want to, and you are sucking it up and giving it right back. So we're, we're giving transactional light back and forth to each other, you know? And when we get tired of giving it and then you get pissed off and then you're like, give me back my shit. Give me back my love. Give, give it. Go fix yourself. Go fix yourself. Go get therapy. Go be the love that I want. Some people say, we just want you to treat us, you know, um, with respect. That's all. No, you want the love bomb. You want the lie back. That's what you want. You want the one that worked for your love. And you want us to keep working for your love, you know. And I get it because um, I will not have a relationship with somebody who is not um, giving me light. When the light starts to fade in your eyes, you know, I'm out, I'm out of there. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't want, uh, I want the sun. And when you turn into just a flicker of a candle flame, you know, I'm blowing that shit out and leaving, leaving. And it's all, you know, it's all from this, this fucked up meat sack the shit that's inside just rotting away, you know, that I have these feelings that, you know, and that I'm trying to um, let everybody out in the world try to understand. I mean, you already know how hard it is to understand us, right? And me, that's why, you know, I have to chip away at it with video after video after video just little pieces little pieces and trying to help um, gain greater understanding a little bit at a time 
And I'm learning about myself too, more and more. This is my therapy along with everything I've ever read, YouTube videos on, you know, psychologists and doctors and I'm watching these things and I have to be honest with myself while I'm watching these things these people are saying these people are saying you know what I am what I'm doing what I can or cannot do and I have to really you know be like is this true to me is this the truth and where have I done this and does it you know resonate with me does it resonate and I'm asking myself all these questions when I'm watching this thing, you know, and this is why, and then I come to you and then I tell you, this is what I learned about myself. This is what is true. This is what I've done. And this is how I feel. So this is therapeutic for me, you know, I don't need to pay somebody a hundred and something bucks to ask me these questions. I'm looking them up. And then I am deep diving into myself, you know, to, um, and then I'm bringing the information to you and being unfiltered as I possibly can, you know, and, and as the videos go on and the more that I learn about myself, I will even say, you know, that I was wrong about something, you know, before I will, I will take accountability. So I'm even being accountable. And believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm choking to death while I'm saying these things because my first reaction is to not say them, you know? So, yes, the whole thing is um, difficult, but um, the support that I'm getting is the most positive supply source ever. And it is just keeping my broken cup full constantly you know I'm, I'm it drains out it drains out it drains out when there is a moment where I don't where I can't answer a question you know and like I'm at work if I'm at work I'm distracted but if I'm not at work and there's dead space I feel dead inside just just nothing until I get something where I can focus on you know, it's a horrible, horrible feeling to be in that dead space. So I'm very, very grateful that um, I also did this channel and it became helpful. You know, that wasn't my intent. People think, oh, yes, you have empathy. You're here, here helping us. I, I didn't come here for you. It just turned out that way now, yeah. you know, so that's that's good. For all, for both of us, it's transactional for both of us. But um, my ex wanted to um, expose me. And he's like, I know that you're divorced now, but I'm going to tell your ex-husband everything anyways. So, you know, he can know what a piece of shit you are. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to piece of shit myself to the world. You know, I'll just do that and take away your power. That's mm. what I wanted to do. That's one of the reasons Another reason why I was going into victim groups and I was seeing people, victims trying to tell me who I am. That pissed me off. You don't know me. You only know the abuse. You don't know why, you know, this is happening.
to you what is going on inside of me and why I am projecting all of this pain onto you. So I needed to come on here and set the record straight. Also, they're saying, Annette, they never love me. They never. And I'm like, I felt like I loved my long-term partners in the beginning. That love bonds stage. My God, that is the most um, obsessive love feeling. I needed them. I needed them, you know, because I needed that supply. Without of it, without it, I'm nothing. I am nothing, you know. And they're just thinking that um, I'm this monster just running around, just terrorizing villages and shit. It's like, no, no, we can be like that, but it's not like that when, you know, for everyone and everyone's different. There's so many um, victim websites, not websites, YouTube channels and shit saying blanket statementing that um, we are all the same and we all do this same stuff. And it's like, I, I'm in a um, narcissistic chat group and, you know, we ask each other questions and we all have different answers. Some of us agree with, you know, some stuff and some of us do not. And we have different feelings on different things. And we just, um, I mean, we laugh and make jokes and shit that, you know, people see us as demons and stuff. And we're just, you know defense joking about it and everything and you know we're pissed off though it's like they don't know us it's like fine we'll just be this these creatures that they don't understand fuck it you know we'll just whatever but I got tired of it and I'm just like no they need to know that we're not you know just this um we're 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 a vampire with feelings do you we have feelings do you think that people like Dr. Ramani, I know she's very popular um, I don't like with her, her <laughs> narcissist <laughs> videos. Do you think that she causes stigmatization around yes. these conditions? I do not like her. She's condescending. I do not like her. Um, I do believe that um, these uh, some of these people out there they, they want to keep you in victim mode. They want to keep you, um, uh, you know, like, yes, you were abused by this monster. Let's just keep talking about how you were a victim, how you were a victim. I hate that shit. I hate it. And, and they're making, you know, money and stuff off of your pain. I want to drag you out of victim mode. I want to get you out. You don't get to be a victim anymore. You don't get to be a victim anymore. This is what happened to you. And this is why. Now you're going to heal. Now you're going to get better. And I want to drag you into, um, I want to drag you through the grieving process. You know, I want, I want, I don't want you to get stuck in anger. Let's not get stuck in anger because once you hit understanding, you get a process. And you get a goal and be happy again. You get to leave hell. I get to stay. You get to go. So here I am. I'm the demon kicking your ass out of hell. Get out. Go. Be free. You are going to understand why I am the way I am. That it had nothing to do with you. 
and you're going to go and, and be free. And all those victim um, groups and, and victim channels, they're like, now stay here and let's sit in shit for the rest of our lives. I don't, I don't want you to sit in shit. I want you to go. I want you to leave. I want you to be happy. I want you to abandon, abandon the hell that we're in. Now, when I, I, I wanted my person to stay in hell with me, I don't want to be alone in hell. So me telling you to leave me and people like me, you know, that's self-sabotage. I'm telling you, go, go, Do leave me. Do you feel empathy like a normal person? Do you have, can you maintain long-term friendships, things like this? How do you, because I know for me, it's not just PMS, but if I hear a song or if I see something and I hear someone and I hear, say, the pain in their voice or I watch something that's very moving, I start crying I really, I can't explain it. And I do think it does hinder me sometimes, especially as a journalist. I don't want to be sat there. I can't, I can't stand it. Journalists that start crying, I need to be strong. Do you get the same type of, you know, if someone was dying, I don't know. (laughs) Do you My, um, empathy and shame, shame response is um, the selfish response, okay? The shame that I feel about myself when I cry, like when I cry, I've, I've cried, I think, what, twice on my video? Um, um, I cried because I realized not only that um, I did not love my partner, that um, it was just what they were giving to me, But I realized, I cried because I realized that my recent ex did not love me. I cried for myself. When I watch a movie that um, it resonates with me, I cry for myself. I watched that movie recently called um, The Marriage or something. Because, um, you know, right after I got a divorce and then I'm watching, you know, their marriage break up and stuff like that. So not only did I, you know, from my divorce, but I had recently broken up with my ex as well. And I'm watching this and I am crying for myself. Everything is self-serving. So when I cry, it's for me. When my father died... I was the only one in the hospital room with him when he died. And I used to say that I wish, and, and I still believe this, it was the worst pain of my life that I wish I could groundhog day his death over and over again forever because it brought me so much pain because this is the man who abandoned me and now he's abandoning me for life. Mm -hmm. And that pain I felt, I wanted to be punished over and over again. Do you think that's the borderline traits in there with the self, because that sounds very self-harming, very self-punishing, liking the pain and borderlines, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist well, I mean, or a therapist. I have no I, I to tell you the truth, I would not 
I would not know. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. and sit and not tell you no. But, um, you know, also um, narcissistic people, the whole reason why we are projecting our pain onto you and how we like reactive abuse is because we want you to um, shit on us. We want you to treat us bad as well, you know. So that's why it's a disaster because... Hmm? It's so hard. Like, it's not hard to understand. It's strange to understand that you want us to, like, react to hurt you back. Well, we like, I like, I, I also, you know, have sadistic traits as well. Um, it made me very happy when um, I hurt my um, recent ex. I loved when he cried. I loved when um, he was depressed because of me. And um, he he would always have to take a depression nap. I even read, read about this because there was so much... Um, anger and emotion going on in our fight and he would just become this just so exhausted and I would just be on fire happy and he would just crumble into this mushy depressed mess and I would just smile and one time he was laying his head on his desk because we would um you know FaceTime and I took a screenshot and when I took a screenshot of him in depression mode I was smiling in that picture. I was so happy that I could cause that emotion. It is powerful to have power over your person's emotions. I can do things to you and get you to react. And that is power. Does it, is That's it why it's important that you don't react. Someone showing you that they care as well. Is that partly it? Because if someone didn't care, then they wouldn't react. Yes. 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 I just um, made a video before talking to you on this. Um, when um, my ex, he needed that reaction. Otherwise, he wouldn't think that I cared. And um, even though, you know, I felt dead inside with his um, freak out and stuff because he was doing, he has more um, borderline spectrumy things, you know, because his moods just do this thing. And um, so when he's freaking out and shit and I'm just like sitting there like you're an idiot, you know, and I just don't care. And um, but if I didn't react he wouldn't think I cared. So I would put on a show for him so he would, you know, feel loved. And um, one time, um, even just uh, in message, I would say something really mean to him and he would heart react it. He would love it. So I knew what he wanted. I knew that he wanted... Um, the negative reaction and that would make him happy and feel loved this is why this is another thing I heard I I, I actually heard this and I do not know I, I might have even heard it from Lee from mental illness um, where he said um, we will abuse you and then 
we will be nice to you after the the abuse and you will be grateful that your abuser stopped the abuse you know like we become your hero I think it was Lee I heard that the other day I think it was Lee I I think I watched that video the other day I know what you mean yes yes and um why makeup sex is so amazing mm-hmm. is it's because not all of those emotions it's the emotions after the toxicity which makes you think the sex is amazing that's what he said i remember it yes 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 and that's why um i i've never um touched my recent ex it was long distance and um when he after a huge fight, we would have, I would say, um, makeup sex, you know? And then I would just sext him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, or, or you know, we would video. We would video sex. But, um, yes. So, yeah. Do you so, want, that's real. Do you want to feel the whole human range of emotions and empathy do you feel like you're missing out on anything in life or because for some people it is a super fat superpower to feel less because they can be at the tops of businesses heads of companies in politics they have the mindset to make cutthroat decisions to fire people in order to i don't know preserve certain things for the greater good of companies and stuff like that would you like to experience empathy and, yes. and things like that? Yes, that's that's in the video I just made too. Because um, I, I made it, it was called um, How Do I Feel Being you know, a Narcissist? And um, um, right now, like there was, there's um, our boss at work He just recently quit because it was too stressful for him. And he was making my life hell. Um, He was a great guy and everything, but he was making my work life hell because he was so stressed out and he would disappear and it made my work a lot harder. So um, everybody was like, "Oh, oh, and I'm like, good, good, because he made my life hell. I don't give a fuck about his family. I do not care that, um, you know, he's out of a job. I don't care about his stress level. I don't give a shit. He made my work harder. I am glad he's gone, you know? So, yeah, not having empathy for some things is awesome. But, you know, it's it's bad with my um, personal relationships i wish i could have some some a couple scoops of empathy so i can um give a shit about my partner when they're upset you know i don't care that they're upset i uh, get those feelings away from me that's how i feel and if I had some empathy, I could, you know, hug them and hold them and actually feel something and, and feel like um, compassion for their pain or something. You know, I don't feel that. I don't care. I want them to stop. I want them not to um, 
push their pain onto me because I'm a hypocrite. I can do to you, but you cannot do back. You know, that's the whole thing with cheating too. I can cheat on you. You don't get to cheat on me. (laughs) Very, very hypocritical. Very. Do you want to break the cycles now so that your children don't go on to repeat them? Because it seems to be a generational thing. Um, It's too late for my children because they're too old. My, these, these things, um, which I have read, you know, from psychologists and such, that um, by the age of five, you're fucked. So, um, unless I have a time machine, you know, they're, they're already set. Like my, my um, oldest son, he's 27. He is um, very sweet and um, he's the golden child. Now I see he's got um, a lot of range of feelings and mm-hmm. stuff, um, but he's also, he can also be cutthroat and he is very smart and he is very um, driven to be the best. He's um, a computer science major and works for Intel right now. And he's wants his own company. And he said how he wants to rule the world and live in space away from everybody. (laughs) And I know that he's going to, you know, be amazing at whatever he does because he, he has, um, you know, company building mind and he's smart to do these things. So he's going to be, you know, one of those cutthroat guys, you know, and um, my daughter, she is more like me. She's, she's like, um, she's very much like me. She's got a little bit more um, uh, borderline traits to her, but um, she's very much like me. And my um, son, a 16 year old, um, he resonates with me. And all of my narcissistic traits, you know, and I'm very honest with him about everything that I'm doing. You know, I did a video with him. Um, he's he knows, you know, all of my videos and stuff. I talked to him and he's got his own darkness inside. And I've, you know, talked to him about it and how he feels about it and the way that he thinks. And he's very reactive to um, other people. And he, you know, thinks that. Um, everything is everybody else's fault and shit. And yeah, yeah. My, my, my son reminds me of my recent ex. So good luck, ladies. Good luck, ladies. But mm -hmm. so no, I do not think that I have um, broken anything with my children. But um, I'm hoping that um, I'm going to save some kids you know, with what I'm doing and that maybe somebody will wake up before they have kids or their kids or babies are small and then they will, um, you know, try a lot harder. But with me, because I'm such a self-help person that um, I have always tried to find better ways of, um, you know, uh, uh, being a better parent and stuff the best that I could, you know, I would try different things and all these damn books and stuff. And I wasn't, I was never physically abusive, but you know, I'm sarcastic and I put people down as jokes 
and you know it's very it's still a toxic environment even though i'm not beating you up and actually calling you names you know this is it's, what the bad thing is i find narcissists very they pull you in they draw you in they can be very entertaining there can be something magical shiny and sparkly about narcissists with the energy that they can give off it's really really bizarre well it's because our life is theater you know this is why you watch movies you know, you watch the actors. Can you, you go can there? You, you tell just... other narcissists like you? Can you meet someone and just know? Compared to like a I hate to say it, quotations empath. Can you just meet someone by the way that they walk, the way that they look? Can you just see green light? Oh, I well, I mean, some of them uh, you can with um, you know they have just tattoos everywhere the the way that they um dress or whatever and you know that they need attention they need it they need it you know you can tell by the way um somebody's talking to you who's your boss or whatever you can tell um i can tell just by you know talking to to somebody because i'm gonna ask them questions and stuff and you know, I know the way that my mind works and the way that I think and the way that I talk and the way that I behave. And so, and, you know, and the body language and the everything. And so I'm just looking and watching, you know, and, uh, and I can tell, I can tell when, you know, especially when they're not aware mm. because they're easy. They're so easy to pick out to me, you know, but, um, you know, I'm not going to be like, I have no reason to um, avoid them or expose them. I don't want to be your friend because, you know, I don't, I don't care enough about somebody's problems and issues to be there to, um, you know, have a friendship. <laughs> and what's funny um, uh, with that, oh, I don't want to get off topic. Um, knowing, um, somebody who has, um, narcissistic traits, um, I, I am working with somebody who is, who is, um, very narcissistic. Everything that comes out of this woman's mouth is negative all the time. And it actually, um, enrages me and, um, I work with a lot of young people too. And they, they won't speak up. And so I feel like I have to protect them because I like my coworkers very much. And uh, so um, I slandered this bitch. I smeared her ass everywhere. And, uh, and I just, everybody knew how much hate I had for this woman. And I only had to work with her for like um, a half an hour a day. But um, because of our shifts that crisscrossed. But every time she would come in and say something negative to me, I would um, say something uh, very angry back at her, but not to her. I would say it about a different situation so she knows you don't fuck with me. You don't fuck with me because you will see this rage directed at you and you're going to be sorry. And so um, I only had to do that a couple times and now she's very nice to me. She's very nice to me. 
And for Halloween, um, I told all my coworkers, for Halloween, I'm going to be very nice to her. And I was, and I put on just, I was just theater and they all loved it. They just loved it. So, yeah. And yes, my coworkers know who I am. I opened up to them. So they know who I am. Amazing. Have you got any last points before we wrap up? I want to have you back on again. I do want to say that. I would love to have you back on again already. (laughs) Sure. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, I do have, uh, something I written here. I mean, I write notes all the time. There is, there is so, I mean, I would put out a hundred videos a day if I could. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But, um, I have people, um, that come to me, either message me or we do one-on-ones and, um, they tell me about, you know, what's going on. I tell them, you know, the truth from my perspective about the issue or whatever. And, um, they don't listen. Mm-hmm. They don't listen. Nah. They, they will go against my advice um, and, uh, and then come back to me crying about it. And this pisses me off and um, I don't want to hear it. I, 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 am, I am, you don't do what I say, and this is me in relationships too. If you don't do what I say, shut up because um, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. I have also had um, people come to me who want their abuser back. Uh-huh. Not for revenge or anything. For love. They want their abuser back. I know this. I know this. Mm. You've, yes. And um, so I will tell them how to get their abuser back. And um, they will get their abuser back. Um and uh, regret it of course because you know you forget about the abuse you want your abuser back you get your abuser back and then you don't want it and then you come and cry to me it's like fuck you you wanted this you know or um i even have um narcissistic people come to me who want their person back and i tell them how to get their person back in, in an honest way, like they want their um, toxic person back. The narcissistic person wants their toxic person back. And I will tell them how to get their toxic person. I say, this is what I want. This is what I want you to do to get me back. And they're like, oh, but I watch um, all these other videos. It's like, well, why the fuck are you coming to me then? Mm. You're watching all these other videos that are telling you to stay no contact. I'm telling you to chase me. And mm. you don't want to chase me now? And then they lose their relationship or, um, or they do get their person back and they realize they didn't want them back. They realized that all of their suffering from no contact, when they actually got their person back, they realized that, oh yeah, now I remember why I didn't want them. Oh God. It's, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. You know, I kind of want to just, um, I mean, I give tough love, you know, and when they come back to me, I yell at them. I don't care. I yell at them. 
pisses me off. I, I even told um, one person today, I said, um, I'm going to I'm going to block you for um, punishment. <laughs> I told them I'm going to block you for punishment for not doing what I told you to do. And what did they say? You sound like my ex. Oh, God. I <laughs> have I seen, though, Sam Vatman's wife knows what he is, chooses to stay with him, loves him. I have come across, even with my friends that become addicted to that toxic ex, I'm tired of dumping his stuff out on his lawn every weekend for you while you wait in the car, and then you'll be back together again. Yes. You know, it's. I don't know if it's the thing where it's like, I want to change this person... Or if they're so addicted to the love bombing and that golden period at the beginning that they just want to chase that to try and have it back permanently. But it's so easy to see. I feel like if someone will leave you like that, then they don't really love you. If someone will treat you badly, as hard as it is, you do have to be honest with yourself and say that this person is not right for me. You know? Yes. It's not... Yes a healthy love and I think that can be for some people nobody wants to admit that to themselves and it's always oh that that only happens to other people it doesn't happen to me like when people get cheated on it's always a big shock for them like I only thought this happened in movies or to other people so I think oh I understand your frustration there yes very much so yes and and if you people who come and watch my channel um, I am not going to tell you something you want to hear. I am telling you to leave. Okay. You go to, um, you know, you go see Lee and you see Lee telling, you know, they're telling narcissists to get into therapy and stuff so they can be a better person for you. Uh-uh. I'm telling you to get the fuck out. You leave. You leave your abuser. Let them hit rock bottom. Let them to mm. s- decide if they want to um, get help or go and mm. uh, be a predator on somebody else. It's not your problem. It's not your problem. I'm here to get you out of being a victim. That's my job. That's my job now. And I even told somebody, I'm like, I'm your therapist now me <laughs> you know because i you're you're not going to be stuck in this abusive relationship anymore and having magical thinking that they're going to get better they're yeah. not going to get better you have to get out will you, you be doing oh will you be doing some celebrity who you think you know some celebrity dissecting things like that on <laughs> narcissistic do you recognize them and see their behavior and you're like I do not watch, I do not watch celebrities. I do not watch the news. I do not care. Donald Trump is narcissistic, of course, and so was Obama. Mm. They're all, all the presidents are narcissistic. Nobody gets into this thing being like, oh, I just want to help. I just want, fuck you. No, you don't. Yeah. Everything is always run the same exact way. You just want to be a person in power and that is it. Otherwise, I do not watch celebrities. I do not know what I do not know current events. I do not know when that one dude killed his girlfriend and then killed himself. I did not. I did not. I didn't even know what was going on. (laughs) I did not even know. I didn't care. 
So no, if anything, if I'm going to dissect anything, it's going to be um, movies because movies is my thing. A lot of people say that obviously there's, there's narcissists everywhere, but they do, they're in the art sector, they're in film and they can direct and write these amazing love stories. And that is sometimes why most of us believe in this Disney fantasy. So when the narcissist comes along and love bombs us, it's like, we're so pre-prepared for it. It's the white horse. It's the prince. Yes, yes, yes. Those those movies are ridiculous. It's such a lie. <laughs> those are all that 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 they're part of the problem because they think that uh, you know because these movies show always have a happy ending. You yeah. know, your person is going to come back. Your person's going to change for you. For you. They're, you're going to have this magical ending forever. It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. What can people expect more of on your channel? Oh, well, channels, I should say, because TikTok to me is a channel. <laughs> yes. Um, well, um, I... It's, it's funny because um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing every day. And um, I will get a piece of paper every day before I go to work every morning. I get a blank piece of paper and I fold it up and I put it in my back pocket. And then while I'm working all day, these thoughts come into my head and I whip out my piece of paper and I write them down, you know. And then when I come home, then I go into my notebook and I write them in my notebook and that's going to be my next video, you know. um notes and stuff with little boxes next to them on you know the next video that I want to make sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and something just comes to me and that's why I've on TikTok you see me just in my black shirt or my hair in a ponytail or I'm standing in front of the coffee maker because that's you know um three in the morning while I'm getting ready for work and I have to make a video or I'll forget you know, or, you know, I want to make it real quick so you guys can watch it while I'm at work. And then when I get off work, I can answer all your questions. And that's another thing. Um, Answering your questions is important to me. You know, that is also transactional. You are giving me attention and I want to give it back to you. It's almost like I'm love bombing you every day. I'm love bombing you every day by giving you attention. You're giving me you're love bombing me and I'm going to love bomb you back. So that's why I look every day and um, every morning when I get home from work, before I go to bed, I go to every channel and I am answering all of your shit. That's important to me. Mm. So can you please shout out all of your links? I already know them. I feel like it's the same on same name on every single platform. Oh, but... yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how people can change their link names. That's weird. Yeah, it's just Cluster B Milkshake on my YouTube, on my TikTok, and Instagram. And the only reason why I did an Instagram was so I could um, get messages, you know, Um, and I don't, and the only person I follow is Lee. I don't, I don't, because I'm not scrolling. I am not scrolling through, um, you know, social media, except for my Facebook, you know, and I I have like, 
130 friends on Facebook, you know, and then I go to my um, narcissistic chat groups and I spend time in there. But um, otherwise, you know, I spend all of my um, my YouTube and TikTok and Instagram answering questions. That's why I don't have followers, because I'm, I'm not going to, you know, be all brain dead scrolling yeah. through looking at shit. I'm 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 working you like a job. I'm love bombing you like a job. So, please, so yeah. if you have any questions, please contact Cluster B Milkshake on her her platforms, drop her messages, and she will get back to you. Thank you for listening to the Ebby Online Podcast. Please join me next week, Monday, for a new guest and a new exciting topic. If you enjoy the journalism that I create and the content that I pump out, please support me by rating my podcast on Spotify and iTunes.